Welcome to the Grace Church Conversations podcast, a weekly resource to help you apply Sunday to Monday. I'm Jared. And yeah. oh, 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 I see what we're doing. Okay. I'm Jared. And I'm Craig. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, there you go. It. I that, was a little eager. No, that was good. That was good. Uh, this is part two to our uh, to our part one conversation with uh, Jeff Betcher. He's here visiting with us. Thanks for being here, Jeff. Yeah. Appreciate you taking the time Loved out it. of your Saturday. I know it's a busy time with Rise Up Weekend going on. And, uh, you know, it'd be cool, uh, you know, now that we have, you know, uh, another bit of time to to discuss things, uh, you know, I, we'd love a, just an update on uh, how do you think Rise Up Weekend's going? What, what oh, are your man. Uh, impressions, man? Because you, you yeah. spoke last night yeah, and then you spoke yeah. this morning. This is Saturday. So you right. spoke this morning, too. Did you get it's- sleep? I did. That's I did. Good. So yeah. I came in this morning and like, you know, I didn't, there's all the, the youth leaders who stayed with like, yeah. you know, kids and stuff. the kids in homes yeah, and yeah, yeah. they're telling me stories of like, you know, <laughs> eighth grade boys and what's oh, going on. Man. I'm like, all right. So, um, you know, with joy in their hearts, yeah, with joy yeah, in their yeah. hearts. No doubt. No but, doubt. but blittery, yeah, definitely, definitely blittery eyes. No, I, honestly, man, I had, I had a beautiful night's sleep. I had probably a solid eight, nine hours. I'm feeling good. Oh, dude. Oh, I'm feeling good. Man. I'm feeling oh, good. I'm jealous of that. Yeah, That's I'm good. feeling good. I know you were probably up late doing that great video we had this morning. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I was up way too late. I think my yeah, wife is unhappy with me. It was beautiful. <laughs> but, no, it's been great being here. I'm. You guys should be so encouraged by by what is going on with your youth. It's just, mm. it's been encouraging to see their love for Christ. I feel like they've been really attentive, like, you know, seeing them engaged in worship, really attentive with, with the word. And then one of the things that's really encouraging to me is, uh, and, I, and I look for when I go to youth groups, is I haven't seen anyone standing by themselves yet. Mm. I feel like everyone's connected relationally, and that's awesome. Wow, that's encouraging. Um, Very and so cool. they, they clearly love each other, clearly love being together, and... Uh, yeah, so I've been so encouraged by being here. It's been, oh, it's been great. It's that's been awesome, great. man. Well, thank you. Yeah, I thank you. It's been great. Last night was the opening session, and we talked about that on the part one of this podcast, but you did a great job, both your mm-hmm. messages, and then did a really transparent Q&A. Oh, were, yeah. Were you in there for that, Jack? Yeah, this morning. Yeah, he did oh, a Q&A so with the high schoolers. So the, mm-hmm. the middle schoolers had already gone off to their service project, and uh, so he did a Q&A, and kids were asking uh Really good questions. Yeah, they, were. they were. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I was just thinking like how skilled you are at communicating, oh kind goodness. of diving into really sensitive topics mm-hmm. and the, and being able to share from your own life in a helpful way. Yeah. Um, I think that takes, you know, discernment and skill. Cause mm-hmm. I think there's sometimes where there's kind of that, well, I want to share my life with people and sometimes <laughs> it, it's not so helpful, you know, it, it's, it's maybe packaged in an unhelpful way. Yeah. You could have yeah. kept but, that to yourself. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But man, uh, just thank you for your vulnerability. Uh, and, um, yeah, it was, it was a really good time and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, th- just hearing those really good questions too. Yeah. I was encouraged uh, by the questions. Yeah, yeah, very thoughtful, very, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it was, it was really cool. Well, one of, they were all great questions and I don't know who asked this, but one of my favorite questions was to Jeff. They said, what would you, if you could speak to your teenage <laughs> yeah, self right now, yeah. what would you say? <laughs> what adult question. wouldn't want to address oh, their teenage man. self? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I'm sitting there going, you know, okay, I'm, I'm 50 something and I'm thinking, yeah, okay, when I'm 70, what would I want to say to my 50 yeah, something? That's, that's, a that's a great thought. Of yeah. all of life, you yeah. know, like what, if imagining yeah. being there, what would I probably say to myself yeah, about yeah. what, how I'm investing my time, what's important to me, yeah, you know, yeah. what I'm spending my time, my money, who are my relationships with, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. What, um, so I thought that was a great question. You had, you had very, very good answers to all yeah. that. So thanks for taking, I mean, as we heard in the first part of this mm-hmm. podcast, part one, you're, you're obviously 
obviously a busy pastor with a, a, a church. You're leading a church. Your church has a very involved um, ministry to addicts and recovery home and all kinds of stuff that you yeah. talked about. And so there's a lot going on. You've got three kids. Uh, you, I'm just reviewing a little bit in case for some reason uh, somebody's listening and didn't listen to part <laughs> one. But so you've got a very busy life. So to take your time out mm. and... Um, Come spend a weekend with us, yeah. uh, speaking at Rise Up Weekend, and then staying over and speaking on Sunday. We we really appreciate that, yeah. man. Thank you. Uh, it's a joy. I was telling Jared at the break here. It, it's just it's so encouraging for me to come to a place like this that that maybe is, is different from where I live. Sure. But you see God moving and yeah. see God doing things. It's reminding me, man. God God's on the move, and yeah. He's a mm. big God doing things all around the the country, all around the world. I think sometimes you get so caught up in. Yeah. Um, just your little slice of life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, that can be pretty discouraging sometimes. I mean, I know I can get discouraged. Sure. Yeah. And uh, it's just being here has also been really encouraging. So, oh, just, oh, man, God's doing stuff all around the country. This is this is great. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm glad. Well, thanks for being here. Yeah. Well, so what we said we would talk about in the second one is after you described uh, being a pastor um, in uh, South Philly and sort of all the uh, variety of folk you encounter, we'd, we'd spend some time talking about those in, in greatest need that you're able to minister to from an external standpoint, people right. who whose lives have been controlled and ruined, and and the, uh, by by drug addiction, and you even yeah. talked about numbers of uh, overdose. How many people you knew that yeah. had had drug overdoses in the city? We talked about reaching the homeless. So we talked about sort of a segment, a vulnerable segment that the Lord's heart is towards the poor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that you that you have an opportunity in part to minister to through your church. So we wanted to transition in this one and talk about because you also happen to be the chaplain uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies, (laughs) which is people who are, so there you're ministering to people who are on top of the world. Uh, And so, uh, first of all, how did you, I don't know this, I'm asking a question I don't know the answer to. How did you get that uh, responsibility, that role? Where did that, I mean, I'm assuming it wasn't like on Craigslist, uh, looking for a chaplain. They don't don't go advertise that. No, no, how how did that happen? If you can say, now obviously, some of this, if you can't answer it, any point, so, so we get it. You you have uh, yeah. your professional confidentiality, but sure. if you can say, sure. So um, so I think one of the coolest things happening in America that that people don't know about is there's an organization called Baseball Chapel. Okay, started in the 1970s. Uh, that's an evangelical organization and actually leans reformed. Yeah, and really? they provide chaplains for every major minor league team. Uh, throughout the country and oh, actually wow. down to Latin America. Wow. So there's hundreds of chaplains and, um, and, and yeah, I think there's something like 7,000 professional players mm. that get involved mm. like every single Sunday when we have services. So really? yeah, so it's, it's this amazing organization. It's, it's absolutely incredible. I didn't know it existed, but um, they're looking to make a change in Philadelphia, looking to bring on a new, a new chaplain. And so um the guy, there's like a staff guy down in Florida, and it's just one thing. He knew a guy who knew a guy who knew me. Yeah. So, oh, Betcher's, you know, a mile and a half away from the stadium. You should reach out to him. And uh, and they like church planners because it's, it's a little bit of a similar skill set. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, you got to be able to go in, connect with people you don't know, build relationships yeah, yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, so they reached out to me, um, and and we had an interview process. And when they first reached out, I, I kind of, I was like, you know, is this, is this, it? like, someone, someone of my friends are <laughs> messing around with me. Is there a camera? Yeah. Yeah, someone's messing around. I'm, I'm, this is, where, where's the punk? TV. Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is, you know, this is not real. 
And, um, and, and, you know, and I went on their, their, their website, which is like this rinky dink, like, but they're, they're just very pers- purposefully yeah, underground. Yeah. yeah. And so again, I thought this is not, this is not real. My friend could have put up that yeah, website. I was like, yeah, this is crazy, man. <laughs> you know? Um, but, but no, it was real. It was legit. And so, uh, we prayed about it and, uh, obviously we, we, we walked our whole church through, through, yeah. through, through it because, you know, it's, it's a significant demand of my time. Sure. And, um, so, you know, it's just the right timing for us is, you know, all that stuff. And, and we just felt like the Lord, the Lord was in it. Mm. So, um, yes, yeah, so it's been a great experience. Um, wow. you know, and, uh, I mean, kind of, so people ask, what, what does a team chaplain yeah. do? Do you yeah, like, you yeah. know, bless people with holy water? Or like, <laughs> what is so, so really what it is, is, um, you know, in baseball, it's a cr- tremendously demanding lifestyle. Oh man. So, uh, I mean, you got 162 games, uh, yeah. they're, they're, they're playing every night. Uh, you know, usually seven o'clock or maybe you know, a couple day games uh, at four. And then they're, and then, you know, on the weekend, they're playing every weekend, they're playing every Sunday. So yeah. these guys have no opportunity to ever be involved in church. Yeah. And that's really where the heart for this ministry started was like, how can we, you know, bring fellowship and discipleship to these guys who can't, you know, and their season really, I mean, spring training, they're reporting spring training, you know, most of them starting to make travel plans now. They'll, be, they'll all be down there by the first week of February. Yeah. And the season doesn't get done until last week of September. So you're looking at like, you know, what was that, eight months or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, how, how, how good, how well would any of us do if we were yeah. out of church for eight months, yeah. right? So, um, so really what we do is, so what we do is when, uh, when the team's home, you know, on a home uh, weekend, I'll go in and I'll do a chapel service, which is, you know, it's preach the word. Um, and, uh, we preach expository. Uh, so last year we preached through, uh, preached the book of Matthew. Mm -hmm. Um, and and this year we're going through the gospels, uh, just doing like different questions that Jesus asked. Mm. Um, so that's So you're doing something different than you do at your church. Yeah. Yeah. You're not not running parallel. I'm not running parallel because what I actually, so what I do is we, we do it. That's, um, that's across, that's baseball chapel. They give you a preaching plan. Mm-hmm. You, oh. you have to write up, I have to write up all my sermons, yeah. but they'll say, hey, this Sunday, preach on whatever you want, you know, uh, whatever you want, but preach on Matthew 22, 37 through 50, right? Here's yeah, your yeah. text. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they give you your text. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, the reason for doing that is like, man, for, they didn't do that for a while, and they found that like guys, you know, they would get like 10 sermons in a row on like Philippians 413. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> so they're like, to be able to give guys like a variety. What, what are the cliche you know, sports oh, verses? Man, yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, so bad. That, that is hilarious. Um, so these guys, you know, because they're traveling, right? So they'll be, they'll be in Philly, and then you know, maybe maybe they're playing the Rangers. They'll be you know they'll be in Texas the next week. So that way they know that like, hey, here's a way to like work them through Scripture in a yeah. systematic way. So that's uh, so that's why I do. So I'll do I'll do that. Um, so do you do the away team as well? Yeah. So you do you do you do the home team and then you do the away team, which has to be separate chapels. They're not allowed to be in yeah. chapel together. That's that's MLB rules. And uh-huh. then I actually do one for the umps as well. Uh, so I do one for the umpires. So, but you do the same text for all same three. Same text, yeah, same okay. for all. Wow. So you just repeat it three times. So and three when do you services. do that? Mm. Um, so I do that. Actually, I split it up between Saturday and Sunday. Okay. So I do a home team on, on Saturday, and I do the, the usually the visiting team umpires on Sunday, kind of after my service at my church. Um, so that's, that's the, you know, that's kind of what gets our foot in the door. Like what, you know, major league, like gives us a credential, gives us a little, a past lesson yeah. is, Hey, these, these players need, you know, yeah. uh, they need a service. So that what's gets in there. But then once we get in there, you know, we're kind of able, you know, now we have an open door, we can do what we want. So, yeah. so the real goal is, is just a disciple guys, like yeah. not just 
you know, preaching is important. Yeah. Uh, but how can we draw alongside guys and really envision them um, to to reach? Uh, to, my heart is first that the guys reach the players in the clubhouse. Yeah. yeah. The best person to help share the gospel with a baseball player is another baseball player. Yeah, for sure. Um, so how can I draw alongside guys and disciple them to, to have an impact on their teammates? And then you know from there use their platform for Christ and, and also also use their their wealth for Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, so we do a midweek Bible study. Mm. Um, and that's 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 longer. It's about an hour and a half Bible mm. study. Um, and then there's, uh, you know, a couple guys that I'll do like just one-on-one mm-hmm. kind of mentoring, counseling, stuff like that. So, so that's kind of the main stuff. And then there's, you know, honestly, we're kind of their church. So it's like, yeah. you know, guys miscarriage, yeah. I'm walking them through that. You're, right. You're their pastor. Yeah, or their pastor for, for yeah. that. Yeah. So I do that. And then my wife does, um, does stuff with the ladies. So she has a woman's Bible study with wives and girlfriends. Mm. Um, wow. So that's great. Yeah, it's really cool. What we do. So beginning, so it's a very different world from the, from your church, much of your church ministry yeah. you described. What are, what are some of the things that, uh, when you came into ministry to professional athletes that were surprising to you or, uh, can you say maybe, maybe you knew yeah. what you were getting into? I don't know. What, no, what, no, what, you definitely know what you're getting into. Yeah. And, it's definitely uh, you have to you know you have to get over your 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 fan part real quick mm-hmm. and that's not going to serve them. But no, not at all. I th- I think t- probably two things, um, and and both of them I knew before, but you don't know until you experience it. So one is that just the the, the God's word is powerful regardless of who you are. Wow. Mm. And and so for me it's been amazing to see like so when I'm doing my Bible study. I'll use the same Bible study that I do on Tuesday nights at our, our recovery house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll do that same Bible study with the Phillies players the next day on Wednesday before the game. And and God's word's power, like it's powerful for both. Wow. Like the guys mm-hmm. need, like the, the issues that face us are common, you know, are common. Mm-hmm. common yeah. issues. And God's word speaks to it and speaks to it powerfully. And the God's word that can change an addict can change an athlete. And mm-hmm. so seeing the power of God's word um, and, and kind of the... Um, universe, like just how universality, how it applies mm-hmm. across demographics, because mm-hmm. it could it couldn't be different demographics, and yet it's, uh, you know, it applies equally. Mm-hmm. I think that, and I think also the other thing, which again, you know, I knew, but how, um, you know, only Christ can really satisfy you, mm-hmm. and and so being in there, being kind of behind the curtain, seeing these guys up close. I mean, these guys. They've, they've made it, right? right? They've achieved, yeah. achieved every little boy's dream, right? right? They're playing in the major leagues. Uh, we've got guys on the team who have won World Series, guys mm. who won MVPs, mm. guys who are making not millions of dollars, but tens of millions of dollars, you mm-hmm. know, hun- hun- a couple of them, hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, so they've, they've arrived in every single possible way. And, and yet um, seeing that, man, money really doesn't fulfill you. Mm. You know, it's, it's not fulfilling them. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll talk about that. You know, they'll, mm. they'll talk about, um, one of the big challenges and people wouldn't, wouldn't know this necessarily big challenges is identity. Yeah. You know? And so, um, uh, you know, they'll really, sh- they, they can have, who am I if I'm not a, a baseball player? Cause everyone relates to them as the baseball player. Yeah. And they've been doing it like their whole life because, you know, these guys, the reality is if you're not showing promise at eight, like yeah. you're not going to make it. Right, so, right. Yeah. so since eight years old, they've been the best baseball player. That's who, they, That's are, who yeah. they are. That's who they are. That's who they were in high school. It's who they were in college. Or they went there. It's who they were, you know? Yeah. And so, and so it's who they are. And so, you know, there's a couple guys getting ready to retire and a couple guys I've talked to who, you know, recently retired and just who am I when I'm not playing baseball? Mm. And, um, the guy, you know, 
the guys, it's, it's an awesome opportunity for the gospel yeah. <laughs> you know, to, talk, yeah. to talk about, well, here's, here's who you are in Christ. Yeah. And, and what's been really cool is to see the Christian players on the team be able to bring that, be yeah. able to bring like, hey, when I have a bad outing, you know, and I'm not sure which direction my, you know, when I got injured, there's one guy, you know, got injured. I'm not sure which direction my, you know, my, my, my uh, career's going, but my world's not rocked. Mm. And, um, you know, because, because my hope is in Christ. My hope, my identity is in Jesus. I'm yeah. a son of God. Wow. So I think seeing how the God, like that speaks very powerfully to these people who have everything. So, um, but I think just the idea that like, yeah, you won't be satisfied. Mm. And, and I mean, I'm looking at people who have achieved the highest level, whatever, and you won't be satisfied. And honestly, it's, it speaks to me because it's like, I won't be satisfied by having like a balanced church budget. Like I won't be satisfied right, by having right. a huge, like there's nothing in this world <laughs> right. achievement and success wise that, that satisfies us. It's, it's only Christ, yeah. you know, that can give us the, the peace and hope that our souls long for. And so I think those are, those are two things that have, mm. uh, again, I knew beforehand. Yeah. Um, but I think ministering in that context, uh, have kind of driven, I mean, really just driven home to me. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. That is so interesting because you see what, what you, what you teach, what you preach, but, but you're, teaching that and preaching that to people who don't have everything in the yeah. world, so to speak, or right. we don't at this right. table. Yeah. Uh, we don't have much of what they, what right. they have. And, right. and everybody want you're, you are, you use the word at one point you're, if you're a professional athlete, I'm sure this would go with a, you know, a, uh, a professional musician or, you know, some, some actor or someone who's in the well known at the top of their, yeah. their game, so to speak, um, that, uh, ultimately people view you as a commodity in some way. Yeah. Everybody yeah. wants a piece of piece yeah. of you in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it becomes, what can you do for me? Yeah. Mm. And, um, I mean, my first year was like, so, so like we get to the end of the year and one of the guys I've been pouring a lot into, um, he said, Jeff, you're the only person this year who hasn't asked me for anything. Hmm. And that includes both my parents. Wow. So, so, you know, they're just, there's always being asked for stuff and, wow. and they have stuff to give, Sure, but it's just, it's like, Hey, do you really like me? Or do you like me for, you know, my autograph? Do you like me for my, you know, yeah. my money? Do you like me for what, you know, that I can get you access to these places? Like who likes me just for me? Wow. And, and obviously Jesus does. And that's yeah. kind of where the gospel <laughs> comes in. But uh, yeah, they become, you know, they become commodities. And mm. so, um, it's, it's been really, it's been really heartbreaking and sad in many ways, honestly, to see these guys, they're always wondering why do people, what, why do people like me? Like, like their, their trust factor, it, uh, like, like their walls are huge, like just up big time. They have to be yeah, because everyone is trying to get some kind of angle yeah. on them. They're probably trained to be that way. Oh, yeah. People are yeah. going to come and scam you or take advantage of yep. you. They're probably told early on, you've got to, yep. you've got to build the wall. So it'd be hard yeah. not to live a fearful or a cynical kind of yep. life. If yeah. that's, yep. that's the way you are. Yeah, absolutely. And that can really mess with you. You know, yeah. we, we weren't, we weren't created to live that way, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but that's, that's, that's the world they have to operate in. And to me, it's been one of the sweet things to be able to be that safe place. Like I'm mm-hmm. here with no agenda. You know, I don't need anything from you. I don't want anything from you. If you offer me stuff, we're not going to take it. Um, And uh, yeah, and and to do that really with, but this is God, like God doesn't need anything. Like, you know, what what could you Mm. give God anyway? So to be able to exemplify that to them and help them understand, like, you know, to God, you're just, you, who, who is it that sees you and knows Mm. you and loves you? The Lord does. Mm -hmm. And um, so again, like you've arrived and, but look, you arriving has actually devalued you in some mm, ways, yeah. mm. right? Like you arrived and now you're losing a sense of who you are. Uh, but God, you know, God can give you that. Yeah. God, God gives you that. 
So. Yeah. When you're chasing the dream, so to speak, um, and this goes to all areas of life, right? Where you're chasing the dream with ambition or whatever, there, there is always that sort of voice that says, well, when you get that, when you achieve yep. that, yep. there will be satisfaction. And that's kind yep. of you open this whole thing. You yeah, already yeah. knew Christ brought satisfaction. Um, but these folks, the, the, that, that lie doesn't work as much anymore for them because they've, oh, is this yeah. all there is? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That famous yeah. Tom Brady interview. Yeah. You've seen that where he says, is this? Yeah. Is this all there is? Is this yeah. all there is? That's yeah. the line. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or the Jim Carrey thing. Have you heard yeah. what, you, what he said? That I wish everybody could be could experienced be, famous. Exactly. To yeah. find out it's not yeah. what, what you think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so there is a sense where I think even though people that have everything in that way, uh, there, there's an openness. That, uh, they see their need in a way that perhaps is surprising. Yeah. 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 I've, I've experienced that. It's been a great. And we've had multiple players come to, come to the Lord. And, wow. uh, and I think it's because... Yeah, they're seeing that, you know, and these things that, like, yeah, I mean, I remember sharing that Tom Brady quote in sermons, you know, yeah. but then like you're meeting guys who are like that. You're like, oh, this, this actually is real. Like, this yeah. is just a sermon illustration. You know? yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. Oh, what an opportunity. What an opportunity the Lord has, uh, has given you there. <clears throat> One of the things that is, is interesting back to sort of chasing the, the dream, um, our city, uh, we're really a, a sports-driven, a youth sports-driven city. So, yeah. uh, you know, there's, yeah. uh, if you go to the, I don't know if it's all in one spot, but you can go to some PR page for Frisco, and we've won every every uh, award imaginable. <laughs> the fastest-growing city, be, be, <laughs> most uh, best place to live. So all, I mean, Money Magazine, all this kind of stuff. So anyway, some wow. organization named us the best city in the country to, uh, to raise an athlete. Wow. I mean, there's lots of people in... in they're making a living in youth sports here, training yeah. as, you know, maybe coaches or, uh, you know, personal coaches, that kind of thing. Yeah. So there's a lot going on, I, you know, and so it's easy to get caught up to my kids played mm. sports. We're not yeah. anti, we're not the church that's anti youth sports <laughs> sure. or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But having said that it is, I think youth sports and that sort of thing can be an idol anywhere and yeah. we can all make an idol of anything. Yep. But I think it's a cultural idol where we are, where people yeah. are chasing <laughs> youth Sports, uh, it, many people in, in a way that, that they that it's easy to lose perspective. Yeah, and by that I don't just mean the dad yeah. reliving his dreams right. that's freaking out, yelling at up. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, easy yeah, to yeah. lose perspective, not in the moment, yeah. but about the whole process. Yeah, yeah. So, what would you say to someone? And I was a sports dad, so I'm not yeah. I'm not sh- taking a shot at yeah. any, anybody here. Uh, I, 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 it's a pastoral concern yeah. uh, that I have, mm. and as I talk to other mm. pastors, there's a concern in our city mm. um, that uh, and it's shifted. It, it's a, it's a move. It, 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 I've watched it become increasingly important in our city. What would you say to parents who are chasing, um, the, the sports dream with their kids? Maybe it's the music dream or the academic dream, anything like that. What would you say to them mm. as they, as you're now ministering to people mm. who, who've arrived, who yeah. got the lottery ticket, yeah. hit the jackpot, whatever it is, they made it yeah. and you've seen the end of the journey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what would you say? Yeah. Um, I mean, I grew up playing sports too, so I'm definitely not, I'm definitely not anti-sports. Um, I'd probably say, probably say a couple things. One, I think you do want to draw it out. Like, okay, it, I'm doing all this. What, what is the end goal? So my end goal is why well, do you want them to be a professional athlete? Right. I think like questions like, do you, do you really? Yeah. Um, like, listen, you can be, again, there's some beautiful, awesome Christians in, in professional sports that are using their platform to rep Christ. Yeah. Praise the Lord for that. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, but it's a really hard life. Mm-hmm. It is. Being a professional athlete is, uh, everyone thinks they've got it made. Uh, 
it's hard. Mm. It is grueling. I mean, again, these guys, especially baseball, February mm. to September, forget you your, don't family. See your family. You don't see your family. Yeah. And 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 if you're successful, which is what you're hoping to do, it's like 10 years, right? 10, 12 years. And so, you know, these guys are not watching their kids grow up, right? Yeah. Like, mm. um, you know, these guys that like, they've never seen their kids play a sports game because, you know, they're playing their thing. And so, wow. um, you know, and obviously marriage and things like that. So it's just, it takes a toll on all mm-hmm. that, you know, you know, you're, you're not yeah. able to be involved in a church and mm-hmm. like, I mean, I praise God for what we're doing through baseball chapel, but sure. like, we're, it's not the same as a church. It's right. not, it's right. not. And, um, and so, you know, I think like, man, do you really, <laughs> like, I've thought about what I want my son to be, a, a you know, a major league Pro baseball athlete, player. Yeah. And I'll be honest, <laughs> I'm not sure if I would, mm-hmm. I'm sure if I would. So I think sports are gift of God, enjoy Absolutely. it, have fun yeah. with it. Absolutely. Uh, I'm competitive. So I don't yeah. believe it's worth playing if you can't win. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so, so I believe in all that stuff, but I think one, like, are you really, are you really certain about that? And then two, um, and again, there's benefits like me, you get a scholarship and things like that, which sure. is like, I mean, that's huge if you can do that. But I think also like recognize that, that you're, 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 you're playing with fire. And so fire is a helpful tool, mm-hmm. right? Fire is something we need. It's one of the great mm-hmm. first inventions of man, but it's dangerous if it just goes untended. And I think if you're, you're getting involved and you're chasing that, you're, you're playing with fire in the sense that like everything, the way to be successful is you have to be obsessed with yourself. Hmm. You have to be driven by me mm-hmm. and, and what I need from diet to training, to being in this league, to doing this. It's just life is all about mm. me. And we were not created as human beings to have life be all about us. Mm-hmm. Life needs to be about the Lord. And and yeah. so you can navigate through that, uh, but you just need to recognize inherently built into all the systems and everything you're chasing is going to take your kid inward. Mm-hmm. And so you just got to be, you're playing with fire. You just mm-hmm. have to be very, very careful, um, you know, and, and be constantly seeking, you know, speak humility into them, constantly reminding them about the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I, I think too, like just... How are you building into the life of the church? Because mm-hmm. um, I think that's one of the biggest challenges too. Is just, I mean, um, you know, you're, you're not able to. I mean, you come on a Sunday morning here or there, but even that. I mean, how many games are on Sunday mornings? Right, mm-hmm. we are missing yeah. stuff and and missing the preaching of God's word. And then and then what are we starting to communicate to our kids? Mm-hmm. When we're saying like, oh, this tournament is more important mm-hmm. than being under the preaching of God's word and part of the praises of God's mm-hmm. people. And mm-hmm. like, oh, we can just podcast that. Mm-hmm. Like God becomes just the podcast. And and it's like, how is this, you know, when Jesus is saying like, unless you take up your cross, deny yourself, you're not like worthy to follow mm-hmm. me. Like, how's that play into, mm-hmm. I see a lot of people, you know, taking up their cross to, to follow Sports, mm-hmm. but but who's taking up the cross to follow Christ? Mm-hmm. And so they're willing to make sacrifices for for sports, or we're willing to make sacrifices to be part of Christ and His mission through the church. So, I think a parent again, you you can do it. Yeah, you can do it, and I, I think you can do it well. And I've I've even seen you know guys on yeah. the team who are raised in good Christian homes who are doing it well. Yeah, but I think those I think what happened with that is they they were guys who were grounded in the church, who whose parents didn't make compromises. Um, and, and, and really kind of we're recognizing that they're, they're playing with fire. And so mm-hmm. it's going to be a good thing to be helpful, but we got to be really thoughtful and careful about this. We can't just like pursue it and just mm-hmm. go after it Yeah, because it's, um, you know, it could be, it could end up really, really burning you. 
Yeah, that, and that really goes with any, uh, I think it goes with anything we chase, but yeah. uh, it, it could be for a career or for an adult. Right, and I, right. but, but just the fact that because so many families um, are, uh, you know, impacted yeah. by sports, since sports you play year round, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, my, I'm a different generation than you right. guys, but it was, you played multiple sports and nobody, I didn't grow up there, nobody played baseball in the fall. Yeah, right, that was a right, spring right, sport right, right, or right, late spring, right. early summer. Yeah. So now it's, you know, we played a bunch of sports, but now it's you pick your sport. You got to know by age six which sports you're at, <laughs> yeah. what you're going to do, and yeah. you got to get your. You know, you're in t-ball, hiring a pitching coach, and nobody's even pitching. You know, so <laughs> it's like uh, the intensity, the money, yeah. the time, yeah. the yeah. affection. Yeah. It, it, it it has to be navigated carefully. So yeah. legalism would say. You know, don't play kid sport or or just play rec sports. Don't play right. on a club team. Right. You know, right. we can go a certain level. Legalism would set right. all kinds of rules like that. Right. But but biblical discipleship would say, right. okay, we're responsible to raise our right. kids and have a family right. that follows right. the Lord together. So we're going to have to ask some priority questions. And right. so that's why, since you're with people yeah. that have arrived, I thought that's why I wanted to ask you that. But your first question is not the one I ask. I, I typically would ask. You know, I hate to burst your bubble, but is your kid really going to be a pro? Or oh, yeah, 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 it's yeah, not going to yeah, happen, probably. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, but uh, <laughs> but you asked a different question, which I've never thought of because I don't work with professional uh, athletes. It's would you want your kid to be yeah. professional? What if yeah, they got their dream? Would you? Yeah. E is that even a yeah. a good goal? Do you know what that mm -hmm. means? Mm -hmm. Would you want to set them on the path? Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, obviously, stewardship means if God's given me gifts, right. I want to use right. them for His glory. Right. Right. So there's there's yeah. questions like that right. too. But but there's also the question: Is that something right. you you would want to want to do? Right. And uh, so that's you could you could address that in a way that uh, Jared and I can. Though Jared and I both are world class athletes. Eating's a Sport, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Oh, sure. that is that is really really interesting. Um, yeah, and helpful. Thanks yeah, for, thanks for speaking into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, let me uh, let me go to one last subject. How about that? Do we yeah, okay on time, Jared? Yeah, we've got a little bit of time left. Okay, uh, one of the things that we have connected with you on, um, and and one of the reasons, obviously, you uh, you're a great pastor and a great preacher and and a friend. So those are all reasons we brought you in this weekend. But there's kind of a, a secondary or maybe even an equal reason, uh, which is uh, you are a part of a new network of churches. So we mm -hmm. knew one another because yeah. we were together in in a, uh, a denomination of churches called uh, Sovereign Grace Churches. And uh, for similar reasons, your church and our church came to the conclusion that we were going to peacefully uh, bring that that partnership to a conclusion. And um, so you're part now of a group called Trinity Fellowship Churches. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we've been kicking the tires on that. We, yeah. On um, Wednesday, January 29th, we'll be presenting some of the details of that organization to our church in a family meeting. So uh, it's a new group. It's mm -hmm. currently just made up of folks that were together in Sovereign Grace are now in a, right. in a new group together. That'll, that'll change as yeah. churches are planted and, and other churches yeah. join. Um, but how How's that going so far? How how yeah. is the, the network going? And you know, what are you? Why did you and your church become a part of it? What do you What do you hope for Trinity Fellowship Churches? Yeah, so uh, I'm definitely excited about it. Um, I mean, I, you know, leaving Sovereign Grace was necessarily on my wasn't on my radar, but right. obviously for similar reasons that you walked through with your church, we we felt like we had to. And uh, and just to, just real quick on that, um, it was really helpful 
to talk with you and Bob a little bit. Because mm. um, being someone who kind of grew up in Sovereign Grace, mm-hmm. uh, it was a little, you know, just disorienting. And I'm trying to, you know, think through things. And um, so seeing guys who I just really respect, been around for a while, um, and should be able to talk about that. It was just, yeah, it was just really served my soul. Mm-hmm. So thank, mm-hmm. thanks for that, brother. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, no, I'm excited. So Trinity Fellowship Churches is, yeah, it's made up of, you know, a bunch of these churches that, that you know, left Sovereign Grace. Our goal is not to be that. Uh, we are looking to, to grow and expand. And uh, and I think it will. I'm really I'm really excited about it. Um, I think what what gets me excited about Trinity Fellowship is it's a, it's a it's a group of churches that really, really values um, equal participation. Mm. And if you like poly terms, it's, it's very, uh, it's Presbyterian, it's polity, mm-hmm. not, not, you know, not in all of its theology, but, but, um, you know, it's, it's similar to the, I mean, so, you know, reformed, charismatic, right. Baptist, right. similar theology that, you know, we would have enjoyed right. with sovereign grace, but, um, but, but really an emphasis on, um, you know, every, every church is a voice, every pastor is a voice mm-hmm. and we can do more, we can do more together mm-hmm. equally than like, you know, a couple specialized individuals mm-hmm. could do by themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really excited, um, you know, just, just for that. And, and there's a great camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a great camaraderie amongst, amongst the group. And there's a, you know, a lot of desire to move forward. And I, I do think there's, um, I'm excited about it. There's not many, there's not many reformed Baptist yeah, right. charismatic movements. And so I think, um, that are, you know, that are Presbyterian. And yeah. so, uh, when we, when we were leaving Sovereign Grace, the question came like, why are we creating something new? Like, why don't you just, you know, join something that exists already? And yeah. I was like, well, it's because we believed in Presbyterian polity mm-hmm. and reformed doctrine of mm-hmm. salvation and we're Baptistic mm-hmm. and charismatic mm-hmm. and there's nothing like that that exists. You, you, you didn't <laughs> have options. Yeah, I mean, we had no options, you, you know? Options, yeah. uh, I mean, the closest you have is, is Acts 29, but that, sure. they, they're a church play network. Sure, they're not, right, they're not right. like going to provide the relationship and accountability sure. that we think is so important. So so having that relationship and having that accountability, uh, but in a way that's, that's I would say, you know, democratic mm-hmm. in many ways, you know? So we're, we're being set up where we have, instead of having one person that does things, we, we're going to have committees that do mm-hmm. it, which one is, as a busy pastor, Pastor is just helpful because it shares the load. Mm-hmm. You know, it just share, it shares it shares the load of work, and I think that you're going to get better work done mm-hmm. if you have you know more people involved because mm-hmm. none of us have all the gifts and all things together. So I'm just really excited about. I think there's going to be great you know just mission opportunities that are going to be able to happen. Our heart, the first thing that we did in uh, it, we, so we had our first like official meeting was in, yeah. was in November, and uh, and you know you you were kind of sitting in on yeah, this, yeah. and the first thing we did as an official act was we commissioned a church. Plan. Yeah, and, I, and we purposely, intentionally wanted that to be the first thing we did. So this is a this is a, a group of churches that strongly and passionately cares about planting churches, um, you know, around around the country. And so I love. That. I mean, being a church yeah. planner, obviously, I love that. Love um, that yeah. I mean, I think that the be, the best way to reach you know to reach a place for the, with the gospel is through church planning. Right. So um, so it's passionate about church planning. It is you know strong and it's it's missional heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it shares the the theological distinctives mm-hmm. that you know have marked me my whole life and I'm so grateful for. And then there's this kind of this, this democratic, you know, Presbyterian equal participation that I think is, is not going to be overly, not that I'm trying to be selfish with my time. It's just, I'm busy. It's not gonna be overly burdensome. So I'm going to be able, but I'm going to be able to participate, Mm -hmm. you know, in meaningful ways Mm -hmm. and feel like I have an equal voice, feel like I had, you know, that there's a role in this together. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about it. Mm -hmm. I, I really, you know, 
I really am. And I think there's a bright future. Oh, that's great. And your hope, what's your hope for the organization moving forward? I guess part of what you're saying, mission expansion, well, mission church expansion planting. through church planning, you mm-hmm. know, and just also through other, other people looking for a, for a home. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, who are other people who are mm-hmm. reformed, Baptist, charismatic, yeah, you yeah. know, person that might be, and I, there's, we're fine. There's a number of them out there. So, yeah. you know, we were started by, you know, church, less sovereign grace, but that's not our, you know, we're not, we're, not, we're not trying to be like, you know, it's like the church who, who you know, gets planned and wants yeah. to just draw up. Like, we're not trying to draw people from Sovereign Grace. We don't really no. care yeah. about that at all. We uh, we want to expand through church planning mm-hmm. and and through just being a home to, to people who are maybe independent but feel like, hey, I really want to be part mm-hmm. of something. And, um, and so we're already having a lot of those conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still kind of like, you know, working on our website, working on, you know, some of these things. We haven't like gone like totally, totally mainstream yet. But even without doing that, I mean, there's like 10 churches we're in conversation with already mm-hmm. about. Uh, about wanting to join. Um, and so that's, that's just super encouraging. So I would hope that we really would be able to be, um, you know, a, uh, a, a group of churches that would, again, have these strong theological distinctives, have a missional heartbeat that we would expand and grow through church planning mm-hmm. um, and, and be a real presence in the U.S. And from that, you know, I mean, the world, you yeah. know. One yeah. of the things that I love too is there's a number of churches that, um, that are just, ahead of where my church is at in, um, in global mission. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we're, you know, being a church plan, we're still getting our feet under us and, uh, but seeing the relationships they have and also seeing the budget that they commit mm-hmm. to, yeah. um, has been, has been impressive and yeah. challenging and encouraging. And so I'm excited for like what this is going to do for like church planning in Thailand yeah, and yeah. like training pastors in, you know, um, you know, Middle Eastern countries. Yeah, like, yeah. I think there's just a lot of, and, and yeah, just guys who are already involved in that, that are, that are coming in with those resources and those, those, those passions. So I'm looking forward to learning from that mm-hmm. and looking forward for, you know, we're a small group now, but through hopefully expanding to, you know, a global, mm-hmm. uh, a global, you know, group of churches that's having an impact around the world for Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to be talking with our church about this. We've been just sort of kicking the tires is the metaphor I use, just to, <laughs> which is like dates me because nobody says that anymore. <laughs> nobody kicks tires. <laughs> Thinking about buying this car, kicking the tires. No, you're, you're, you're looking. <laughs> Computer run electric cars, and we're still kicking the tires. <laughs> so anyway, it's a dated, dated metaphor, but uh, for the young in our audience, it used to be when you get, it was just a sign of saying, "Is this a good deal? Is this is this is this car yeah. in good shape?" Yeah. So we have been sort of, uh, you know, uh, we're not we're talking with our church about this. We're not yeah. apart, but we yeah. have been looking and sitting in and observing, and yeah. uh, actually have been asked for our opinion, and so yeah. we're sharing our opinions about stuff because. If there's one thing we've got, it's opinions. Uh, and so anyway, that's, it's been good. And one of the things that has been good, obviously you mentioned where these churches came from to, at this point, it's just churches that were previously right. in Sovereign Grace. But one of the things I've appreciated uh, that was at the top of the list for us is that when we're exploring a, a partnership, we're, we're not looking for someone that's defined by uh, what they were and, yeah, and yeah, we don't want to be a yeah. part of anything that yeah. wasn't speaking well of where they've right, been and right. grateful for where they've been and, yeah. and not defining themselves yeah. by what, what they're against, but what they're for. Absolutely. And we, we've picked that up and appreciated, uh, certainly appreciated that uh, the attitude of you guys, the guys that are Good. together in this has been, hey, we're, we're moving forward and, you know, um, yeah, we're we're going to do that in a way that honors the Lord and, and um, honors others, you know, obviously. Yeah. So I appreciate that. I appreciate the, yeah. uh, I appreciate the, I appreciate the three values that I saw in the, yeah. <clears throat> in the polity document. It seemed like, I don't know if you could say it this way, but 
if there was three legs on a stool, the, the yeah. three words I read that were descriptive of uh, Trinity Fellowship Churches were confessional, yeah. uh, which just means it's uh, obviously a biblical doctrine, but historically represented in yeah. uh, in Reformed Baptist confessions. Yep. Uh, so confessional, connectional, yep. meaning not that we're just a mission partnership, but right. that we are uh, accountable for our, right. our uh, doctrine and, and practice together. So yeah. uh, connectional, and, we're, and the third was missional, that right. we're not only committed to local mission, but we can do more together than right. we can do individually. Right. So I like yeah. those three descriptions, confessional, connectional, missional, to describe yeah. Trinity. Those are the three that are part yeah. of the, the polity document that yeah. you have. So I, I like that. I think well, those yeah. are values that uh, that I can sign on for, for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and thanks just for, it's been so helpful to have you guys part of those conversations. So um, you've got... I mean, you might have opinions, but they're good opinions. So, <laughs> so we'll take them. We'll take them. Uh, you've got a great team full of smart guys, love Christ. So, um, yeah, it's been helpful. And, yeah, it's been good. So, we're, yeah, we're excited. And those are the three things that kind of mark us. Yeah. And, and that's been really helpful, too. The confession. Uh, so, actually, the confessional piece is probably one of the things that— So, connectional, like, that's awesome. Grateful yeah, for that. right. I think it's really important. Missional. Those are things that I kind of have, have had on my heart for a while. Yeah. I'll be honest, I'm being more educated on the confessional part and yeah. I'm just really appreciating how important it is. I mean, obviously we won't be Bible men and, and anchor that, but the importance of being anchored mm-hmm. in historic confessions of faith mm-hmm. um, and how that really kind of lines you up with the orthodoxy that the men have fought for. Yeah, right. You know, mm-hmm. pastors have bled for, right. you know, for generations. Yeah. I've, uh, I've loved that. I've loved taking a deeper dive into the history and uh, and really looking at, you know, the 1689 London Baptist Confession yeah. and some of these things. It's just been, yeah, it's been beautiful. Oh, so. that's great. Well, we're, we'll talk about it as a church. Yeah. Uh, Jared, I'll switch to you here and just say we're going to do that because you frequently ask me, what's coming up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's coming up? Oh, thank you. I thought you'd never ask. Uh, so on January 29th, we will have a meeting where we'll, be, we'll share uh, some more about this organization. I want you to hear from someone who's in it, uh, yeah. which is one of the reasons we had Jeff on today. So we'll talk about it there. And then next month, Jeff will preach tomorrow. So if you're hearing this when it comes out, he will have already preached an amazing sermon. Mm. on Sunday morning. And then... Um, Hopefully it's a gift of prophecy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then in February, uh, on February 15th, we'll do another family meeting. Uh, this one will have Ian uh, McConnell, who in sort of a temporary basis is functioning as um, on a committee, sort of helping lead and bring things together with some other guys. Yeah. So he will be here. He'll preach on a Sunday, but we'll also have a Saturday night time with him where he can share uh, what's going on. And we'll have have him share. Either I'll interview him or we'll do some Q&A. We're still working out the details, yeah. thinking what would be best for our church to hear, not just some kind of formal presentation, but the heartbeat sure. of hearing, yeah. a, hearing a dude, yeah. just like That's we great. heard from you just yeah. now. So Ian, also a Philly guy. So yeah. man, wow, yeah. we're bringing these Philadelphia Eagles a lot of guys. Philly's guys in. Yeah. Yeah. And also so. has a great beard. He has a great so, beard. Yeah, he yeah. does. So yeah. I may have to start growing. Well, we're not in this group, but if we go into this group. Bring it back, Craig. Oh, I'll have to. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's, that's reason How enough. How about that? If, we, if we're leaning into this, if we're leaning out of this group, I'll stay clean shaven. If we're leaning in, I'll just it'll keep growing. And as the church and the, the eldership. The church will tell where you're at yeah, based upon your facial hair. And as the church and eldership, we'll just be looking at this together. And the length of my beard and the fullness thereof <laughs> will determine how we're leaning into it. will be indicator. Yeah, it will be. That's good. So that's one way. That's an Interesting idea. So, yeah, what, what's our church thinking about this organization? Just uh, we're, we're not really saying. Well, a let's lot. consult the length of Craig's yeah, beard. He doesn't say a lot. Just look at his beard. Oh my so, goodness. Uh, anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that's fun. So, yeah, thanks for sharing about that, yeah, too. Yeah. I appreciate that. And uh, thank you, Jeff. It's, it's just been great to have you to do these two podcasts and to have mm-hmm. you speak twice to our kids and really looking yeah. forward to, to Sunday morning. You'll be talking about, well, this is, I won't say preview because it'll be in hindsight at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so what will you have preached on? What will you have preached on? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and answer that. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh, so I'm preaching on Romans uh, 8, 31, 32. Right. Which, uh, which in many ways are two verses who have, uh, yeah, just the kind shaped my life. Yeah, um, so very in very cool. powerful ways. So, um, yeah, grateful, looking forward to share that and hope it's, hope it's helpful yeah. to, to your church. It's, wow. You're talking about suffering. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Suffer. I'm talking about suffering. I'm talking about when life doesn't go as you expect it. Yeah. Mm. When, when God doesn't seem to be good. Yeah. Um, but he says that he's working things out for our good. Yeah. How do we work through that? Yeah. You know, and, uh, and I think that's what Paul's, you know, in Romans eight is talking a lot about suffering. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then he's also talking about, I mean, if God's for us, who can be against us? So, um, how is that actually true? How's that actually worked mm. through? So, yeah. yeah, looking forward to sharing about it. Well, I'll it's close with a thank you. I started with what I appreciate about you. So, you know, yeah. I appreciate uh, one of the things I've just uh, looked at a distance and respected one is the, the variety of people you minister to with the same gospel. I, yeah. I think that, you know, we don't always get to pick who we... Who we serve, we can reach out to everybody, but sure. you don't you don't get to pick who you sort of are in relationship with uh, yeah. to serve. So I appreciate that you m- minister to the poorest of the poor, the wealthiest of the wealthy. The other thing is, yeah. I know you're a chronic sufferer. Mm. You have a chronic mm. d- disease, yeah. and you have Crohn's disease. Yeah. yeah. And uh, one of the ways you've been a blessing to me over the years is I have two kids that yeah. are now adults, but I have two kids with Crohn's disease, and so yeah. you've been a you've been a source of encouragement whenever I see you at a conference. Mm. You'd ask how your kids doing, and uh, we've talked medication and mm. and uh, all that kind of stuff. But you've mm-hmm. been a uh, to to know the level of uh, and your suffering's been much worse actually than theirs has. Your cases. Your your, your uh, yeah. case of Crohn's has been so, but to watch how you've fought, uh, you know, uh, a, a life I don't know how long, but you've you know trusted the Lord and walked through great mm. physical suffering, so that does something in an individual, and mm. it's shaped you as one who's not turned from the Lord, but turned to the Lord mm. and relied yeah. upon the Lord. So mm. I don't know if you're talking about that at all tomorrow, but that's that is part of your part of your definitely st- reference. Yeah, yeah, part of why I'm sure it's yeah. your life verses yeah. because uh, the yeah. Lord's met you in the midst of yeah. uh, physical desperation at times. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, I wish uh, I wish we didn't have that in common. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I wish right. I didn't have it. I wish yeah. your kids didn't have it. But uh, but you no, know, God has has met me through it. You know, I think when you go through hard things, they can either um, draw you close to the Lord, or yeah. they can make it really challenging. And it's made it really challenging for me at times. Yeah. But then the day by by God's grace and because of His um, yeah because of His grace only, uh, I've, it, it has um, it's made the Lord's more real to me mm. and. Uh, and I'm grateful for that. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. grateful for that. I, I wish I didn't have it. I pray for healing all the time. And yet I can also at the same time resonate, you know, with, with the Psalm t- when it says like, Hey, I was, it was, it was blessed. That I was afflicted. Mm. And I, you know, I say that with praying for healing and, yeah, and not wanting yeah. to be afflicted yeah. anymore. Yeah. And yet at the same time I am, um, I'm grateful for the work that the Lord has done in my heart just to help me learn how to, to, to be in him. Cause, um, yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I would, I'm naturally a pretty self-sufficient person. And mm-hmm. so I think the Lord has, has allowed this to help me, um, just experience more of his love. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so, yeah, in some ways I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, it's the hardest thing in my life, but in other ways it's, it's, it's been a, can I say even a gift? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but a gift I wish you didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. 
you. Yeah. Well, we'll pray yeah. for you. As you, as Thank you. For those who listen, pray for Jeff's uh, healing and uh, pray for his yeah, ministry please. of his local church yes. and his ministry to the to the Phillies as mm-hmm. well. Uh, yeah. Are you guys, do you guys, I don't know which uh, division plays whom this, I haven't seen a schedule this year. Do you guys play the Rangers? Actually, we do. We do. Will so you come for that? I, I might. I might. It might be Ooh. one of the games looking at. I think it's in August, maybe. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. a bad time. Yeah, well, no, yeah, yeah. The Rangers, they'll be. Uh, is there, are they in the new stadium they're yet? Gonna, yeah, they're going to be. Is it opening this season? I, I hate to be that ignorant. Yeah, if they're, I, I, do I know. honestly, I don't it's know why they're. Brutal. Yeah. It, in <laughs> August, it is <laughs> yeah. so bad. Yeah, if it's not the new game. stadium, I probably won't come. But, <laughs> but if it is the new stadium, I might yeah, be excited yeah, to see it. Yeah, we'd love to host you again. Yeah, cool. Well, thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much again for just taking the time out of your uh, weekend uh, and just coming and serving our church, serving our teens and, uh, and, and also being on the podcast with us. Appreciate you opening up your yeah. heart, yeah. opening up uh, about your life a little bit and uh, just sharing with us. So it's been a good time. Yeah. My pleasure, man. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Yeah. Well, thanks Craig for, uh, as it's always, great to be here. Yep. Thank you, Jerry. We'll, we'll be looking forward and, and trusting uh, in faith that you'll grow that beard again. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I'll talk to you guys later. See ya.